Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Tai. Happy, as always, to be here with you guys again this week. Um, for this week's podcast, I have another interview for you guys. I know I took a little break last week and um, thought I would do a little solo sode for you with some information, but I have a uh, another great interview for you today, and I'm going to get to that very shortly here. I don't want to hold up... Um, don't want to hold up getting to this episode. We are in episode number 98, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that in the uh, first <laughs> few seconds here, but um, episode number 98 today. So I've got a great interview. Um, don't really have too much to share with you guys really this week. Just, uh, you know, back was back into town this week and we finally officially have fall has arrived. So we are really enjoying that, enjoying the fall weather and everything that's got going on. I've got a lot of really awesome things in the world works right now, but all of those awesome things that are in the works means that there is a ton of stuff going on behind the scenes and uh, just a lot of work for me right now, but it's good. Um, I'm excited about it. I just got a lot going on. It's a very busy season. Um, so the only thing I'll remind you about is if you guys are interested in the um, class, uh, thank you guys all so much to those of you who have already signed up and are doing the class. I think that's awesome. I love building this community here, the Keto Lifestyle community. And I think it's awesome that you guys are taking the class. So thanks so much. That's very exciting. So for those of you that are, that's super. For those of you that haven't yet or you're interested in it or this is the first you're hearing about it, um, please head over to www.ketolifestylemasterclass.com and you can get more information on that and go ahead and download that and take my six-week course. Um, pretty much everything you need to know about keto. Okay, so now that I got that out of the way, I'd like to go ahead and introduce this week's guest. Her name is Tracy Gluheich, and she is the host of the fabulous podcast, Be Well, Be Keto. She has studied nutrition voraciously since 2007 after watching her father with heart disease and cancer and her mother suffer from depression and Alzheimer's. She was determined to change her genetic trajectory. Tracy has been on a mission to share the evidence-based approach to healthy living and empower, that empowered her to regain control of her health with women around the world. Trained as an integrative health coach and personal trainer, Tracy helps women reprogram their body and mind to win a win as a professional by creating a strong body and smart mind. She helps them burn body fat, boost their energy, and be stronger in 90 days without going hungry or living in the gym. Well, thank goodness. <laughs> Those are things we don't want, right ladies? 
So Tracy is an awesome guest. I think you guys are gonna love this interview. She is the author of No Frickin' Way, and that is spelled W-E-I-G-H, No Frickin' Way. And that is 21 Days to Ditch the Diet, Lose Weight the Keto Way by Loving Yourself to Health. So without further ado, let's welcome Tracy to the show. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Hey, Jessica. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm great. So I just want to welcome you officially to the show, Tracy Gluhite, correct? Yep. You got it, girl. Johnson right. the Gluhite. So I'm really excited to have you on the show today, and I'm excited to introduce you to my listeners. So before we kind of get diving into all of this, um, I think we have some really great topics to talk about. People are going to love listening to this today. Before we get into that, can you just give me kind of in your own words, just give us a little bio about yourself and kind of how you got to where you are today. Okay. So I'm 53, been married almost 30 years, mother of three boys, live in California all my life in the Bay Area. And I used to be a chronic dieter. So I grew up with my parents always dieting, you know, yo-yo back and forth, back and forth. And for whatever reason, I had this quest for skinny. Um, I had this belief that that meant love and that goes from way back. But and I always wanted to be thin. And looking back at myself, I was, but I was just a little obsessive. And then as I watched my parents age very unhealthily, and like my dad had cancer five times, my mom has Alzheimer's, Hashimoto's, depression, all kinds of problems, I realized what a waste of time it was for me to be chasing a number on the scale. And then what I needed to do is shift into just changing and being healthy and strong. And one of my clients said, that she remembers me saying such a long time ago that I'm never going to be skinny, so I'm going to be healthy and strong instead. And I thought, wow. Um, so that's my focus really as an integrative health coach, personal trainer, is to help women to age stronger. That's awesome. I love that. And going back to what you said about um, when you were younger, the quest to be skinny, I think so many of us women can relate to that um, was you know, growing up, same thing. Many of us, myself included, have gone through the yo-yo dieting and, um, and always on a quest to be skinny. And like you said, I'll look back at myself and think, but I, I was like, why was I, but I was never satisfied. It was never good enough. Um, I was always chasing the next thing. And then of course, through babies, I am also a mom of three boys, uh, two, <laughs> two girls as well, but the three boys, we definitely have that connection. That's, that's a special connection, mom of boys. <laughs> yeah. um, but we, you know, growing up, I and mean, of course, after the after babies, and then trying to get back to that, you know, whatever that was. Um, but I, I, I feel like I wonder if this, if you had this experience. But I feel like <clears throat> it started with someone with with me, you know, maybe um, losing weight or 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 being thin or working out hard enough or or something happening where someone would say wow what are you doing you look great you've you know you're you're you do you look good have you been going to the gym a lot you're you know whatever it is and then i felt like the for from then on i was always chasing that kind of approval like that um i've lost enough weight i've worked out enough i've even though it was never enough in my mind it was like we, I constantly needed that reinforcement. Does that resonate with you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I remember one year I was in high school and I went on something I call the iced tea diet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
basically I was fasting. I was just drinking iced tea and I got down to nothing. And I remember going to school. I was probably a sophomore and everybody was like, oh my gosh. And you know, but mine actually isn't even from that. It was more from my dad said to my mom when I was, I want to say 10, if you ever get fat again, I'm leaving you. Oh, and he left her for a little skinny woman and she had two kids and we lived in Florida for about a year and a half of my life. And I was like fourth, fifth grade. And then we came back here because they, they got a divorce and that for some reason just stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know why, but it just was always there. And so that I think is what began that, that mm -hmm. quest. And then watching my mom on all these diets, I thought, well, I guess I needed to diet. And then yeah. when we were here, my best friend was like super skinny, yet she was always dieting. So I just thought that was what we were supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's like this. And, and that's really interesting that 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 you could kind of maybe trace it back to that was the trigger for you. Because I think if, if, as women, we think about it, we can probably think about the very disordered thought that, or, or event that triggered those thoughts for us yeah. that we need to somehow, like that is the epitome of, of, you know, I don't even know, like that's what we're, that's the goal, right? Like that's what we're chasing after is whatever, whatever that standard is, whatever the event was or the person was, or the, you know, whatever it is, the picture, the, the, whatever that's, that sets that for us. And then we kind of just keep chasing that. And like you said, your mom, I watched the same thing, the yo-yo dieting. And well, if you know, your mom is like, <clears throat> when you're growing up, that's your, that's your barometer for everything beautiful, right? Like my daughter said to me the other day, we were in the car and my son said, um, so my, my daughter's seven, my son's it, that was in the car with us at the time is 13. And he said, he said, Oh mom, I wonder what Gabby's going to look like when she gets older. And, uh, Gabby, my daughter is actually adopted. Um, and she looks a lot like me right now. I have two adopted girls. Um, but Gabby specifically looks a lot like me. So people have no idea that she's adopted unless we tell people. And, um, and she pipes up real quickly and she goes, I'm going to be beautiful just like mommy. And so that, but, but in that moment, it just made me, you know, kind of go back to when I was little and there was nobody more beautiful than my mom. I mean, to me, my mom was it. She was the epitome of beauty. Yet if that wasn't good enough for her and she had to do all the dieting, what's that say about me? You know? Wow. That is a really good point, Jessica. I've never even thought about it that way. Yeah, I think it's important for for us as mothers to really, especially, you know, I think about this a lot now that I have little girls. Um, I didn't think about it as much with boys, although it can certainly affect them as well. But now that I have little girls, I think about that, like, it's how important it is for us, like you're doing for your children to model the healthy behaviors, like you want to be healthy because you feel good and you want to live a long prosperous life and be around for your grandkids and your, you know, and be, and, and not just be live a long life, but live a long, healthy life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one thing I, I say to people is that it's not the years in your life. It's a life in the years. And so many people, they start taking medication and having side effects and needing more medication, having more side effects. Mm -hmm. And it's just the only winner in this whole medical world is the pharmaceutical companies. Yes. You know, it's like, it just makes me crazy. My dad's in chemo and I'm like, so I call him up. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, eating some candy. 
I'm like, are you kidding? He goes, oh yeah, they give us candy and cookies and stuff while we're getting our chemo. I'm like, well, that's a way to stay in business for crying out loud. I mean, his doctor told him, I said, dad, you've got to get off the sugar. And he's like, my doctor said I could eat whatever I want. And I'm just like, whatever. Family members in the same situation, Tracy, and it makes me crazy. And to think that for someone to say that if you bring this up or you talk about this, that, uh, you know, you're feeding into this whole um, like conspiracy theory around medical care is insane because it is, it's a fact. I mean, you, you cannot tell I mean, like, oh, it's, I, I could just go on about this. And so I won't get on a soapbox, but, but it is maddening because a doctor has, even though I, I understand they don't get a lot of nutritional training. I understand that they, they really shouldn't be giving nutritional advice, but to, to tell a patient that is going through chemotherapy treatment that continuing to assault their body with the chemicals and sugar and things that are in that candy is okay is absurd. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. It should be malpractice, to be honest. Be. I mean, from the simple facts and mechanisms of a PET scan, they should understand that the tumors, right. I'm not a doctor, okay, so I'm, I might be saying this wrong, but the tumors are a primary feeder on the glucose injected yes. in the PET scan, right? Yeah. That's why they use it. So what does that tell you? It's just, yeah, it's, it's maddening. Common sense, right? <laughs> if if yeah. you can detect the cancer by injecting sugar. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. It's ridiculous. Yes. And so with, this, with my gene pool stacked against me, I mean, my dad had a triple bypass when he was in his early 50s. So he's my age. Yeah. Um, and then my mom, I mean, she's been a train wreck since, his, I mean, I hate to say that because I love her dearly, but- you know, that's why I'm so into what I'm doing mm-hmm. is because like people blame things on their genes, but they should be blaming the things on their fork, not their genes. Yes. Right. You know? It's so much about epigenetics, right? So yeah. let's kind of get into this a little bit. So your book, No Frickin' Way, <laughs> which cute title, that's catchy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, it is, it sounds like I have not read it yet. So I want to be upfront and honest about that, but it sounds really awesome. So I want you to kind of tell me, tell my listeners more about this. I know that from what I have read about it, um, it says that you feature 21 healing foods and recipes with 21 self-care practices that the reader can add to their lifestyle. So um, kind of talk to us a little bit about this. Let's talk with, let's start with the 21 healing foods. Um, we don't have to go over all 21, but um, kind of where did the, where'd you get this? Where did you come up with this? Um, give us some of them. Okay. So let me just re let me just preface this by saying I wrote the book initially in 2014 when I was not keto mm-hmm. and I was working with like somebody, I took a class about writing and stuff. And he's like, you know what? You should just repurpose your existing book and make it through your new lifestyle. So I took that, which I slammed low carb totally. I thought, oh, because <laughs> I was a runner. Like I thought you need carbs, right? How am I going to do a race without carbs? So anyways, I totally shifted gears. So I kept a lot of the content because it was still relevant and true. Um, and now the, the whole preface of the book is that the reason people have health issues, in my opinion, is not because of the food on the plate per se, but on what causes them to put the unnourishing foods that usually probably don't even make it to the plate, right? They usually probably just go, you know, right in. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're filling a void in their life and they're using food for comfort instead of for just pure nourishment. 
So that's so before why- you go on, Tracy, I just want to really quick interject that first of all, I give you a lot of credit for just repurposing the book and going back um, against what you had said previously, because I didn't know that. But I think that's really awesome because if we cannot admit that we don't know everything and we're constantly learning, then those are people you should run from. Don't listen to them. You need to be listening to people that say, listen, I thought I had this figured out. I've done more research. I've done more living and I figured out I was wrong. (laughs) So I'm going to redo it and I'm going to give you the right information. So kudos to you. Yeah. I, I, well, thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm always learning. Like I love Tony Robbins and he says, canny, constant, never ending learner or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, <laughs> I know it's canny cause my husband says it to me all the time. Um, but so what I find or what I found is that there's other things going on in people's lives that are driving them to overeat and use food as medicine in the wrong way. Like the comfort type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's why I find that women, especially, they tend to be trying to take care of their kids, take care of their job, their home, their husband, and they just lose the care for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like one of the things in there is like, put your oxygen mask on first so that you can go and heal others. So -hmm. that's the self-care side. And then the food side is, I believe, instead of restricting our foods or our food intake and trying to diet with this low calorie, you know, deprivation mindset. Let's heal our body with nourishing foods. So the foods would are a gamut. They're all keto-ish or yeah, keto. Um, from you know butter, coconut oil, grass-fed beef, wild salmon, sardines, fermented foods, even like broccoli sprouts. Mm-hmm. Um, broccoli sprouts are so rich in nutrients, mm-hmm. and you can get a lot of nutrients in a very small amount of food. Um, but so I kind of go all over the place with that. Talk about food quality a lot because that really is important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, even things like, I think I have lemon milk in there and, um, lemon salt water for sure, but just, you know, healing foods, right? So I believe that if you feed your body only these really good nourishing, healthy foods, and there's more than 21 clearly, um, And if you move your body in healthy, happy ways and you give yourself all this love and nourishment, that your body's going to reach a happy homeostasis. Mm -hmm. It's going to find its happy place. Um, And really, truly part of it is it all starts in your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't see yourself stepping into this, this future version of yourself, if you can't visualize it, then it's not going to happen. That's why so many people, you know, they fall back to old behaviors. And um, since then, when I wrote the book, I used to work with women for 21 days at a time. But what I've come to realize is that women need more support than that. So I don't do just 21 days. It's not enough. And I've seen clients that did work with me for 21 days and then they wanted more. And so, yeah, so that's what I realized is that 21 days is not enough time to break years of bad habits. Mm-hmm. So it's all about crowding out the bad habits by, you know, continuously giving yourself new ones that are better serving you. Yeah, that's really great. So let's talk a little bit more about the, you're talking about the mindset part of it. Let's talk a little bit more about that. How do you help women to get into the right mindset? How do you help them to talk to themselves the right way, have the right thoughts? Talk to us about that. Well, okay. So we know that your conscious mind is only responsible for five to 10% of your consciousness or of your awareness. 
-hmm. Your subconscious mind is like the dictator, right? It's so it's responsible for 90 to 95% of your awareness and it doesn't have any discerning qualities, meaning it believes what you feed it. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be fed good things. And you have to be mindful about what you're thinking about because whatever you're thinking about is what you're attracting, whatever you put emotion behind. So I, so one of my teachers, I mean, I'm like, I'm always learning and studying. So one of my teachers says that it's like you take a thought and you cast a fishing line out. Okay. And that's your thought. Well, the emotion behind the thought is the magnet that's going to attract that to you. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know why we ever even have a house phone because we don't answer it. It's you know what? I was actually recording a podcast yesterday and the same exact thing happened to me and it rang and rang and rang. And then I have it set up so that no longer people can leave me messages because I, I never listen to them. So, <laughs> so then, but then I have a recording that comes on in the middle of the podcast that says, no one is here to take your call right now. <laughs> like, oh, Really? <laughs> I have a quote that I love that I'll share with you. It says, blessed are the flexible for they shall not break. So <laughs> yeah. that's just the kind of thing that it's like, whatever. Nice. whatever. Um, yeah. So getting back to that. So what I do with my clients is number one, I help them focus on what they really want to see. Mm -hmm. So one question I ask people is if things keep going the way they're going and you look into the future a year from now, do you like what you see? And what about three years from now? Does that look better or worse? You know, most people are going to say they're not liking where they're going mm -hmm. and it's not going to get better unless something changes. And I do believe and know it's possible to do a complete trajectory change and you're never too old. Um, one of the gals that I follow, I'm actually going to New York in a few weeks and I'm hoping to get her on my podcast. Um, but she started lifting weights when she was 73 years old. Wow. Okay. Five pound dumbbells. Fast forward four years. She's 77. She can deadlift 220. No way. That's incredible. That's awesome. So that gives you a message of hope, right? Mm -hmm. That's to me like so amazing to hear that. So yeah. So, so this gal, like that told me that, you know what, everybody's excuses are usually just a bunch of BS, right? Mm -hmm. You can have excuses or results. You're not going to have both. So pick one. Right. So, Absolutely. so do you work a lot on, um, do you work a lot on having people, um, focus on like what they're saying to themselves? Like things that the guy, when I'm talking with women, a lot of, a lot of what we work on as far as mindset is getting them to change that voice in their head getting them to change. Like when they look in the mirror, they may be thinking or saying, um, you know, Oh, look at this. I, I don't like this. Or look at my flabby arm or whatever. And instead focusing on, um, even if you don't believe it right now, <laughs> focusing on saying things that you want to believe, cause you're talking about the trajectory, like where do you want to be? Do you kind of, do you work in that kind of a space or how do you do that? Totally. Because in order to move to the next level, you have to love where you're at. Because when you love where you're at, you're raising your vibration. Mm -hmm. So meaning the positive feelings that are in you, right? So I, um, I do Qigong. 
And that is about raising your vibration. Reiki raises your vibration. And when you have a high vibration, you're going to attract more high vibration things. Mm -hmm. So you want to come from a state of love, joy, peace. You know, I have this whole mantra that I use. Mm -hmm. Um, So then when you love where you're at, then, and you put your vision out to what you really want, then your emotional vibration, your state is going to be higher. So when you're casting that line and you're reading your vision statement, mm-hmm. then you're going to attract what it is you want. And there's studies. I mean, there's a study that um, these the subjects were doing, they were visualizing doing bicep curls. Mm-hmm. And after the end of the study, their strength increased by 30%. Mm-hmm. That's freaking crazy. Like 30% strength increase by not even moving your arms. That is crazy. I've never heard of it not even moving your arms, but definitely when working out, I have, I had a trainer once that used to tell us that when you're, when you are lifting those weights and you're doing that, really focus on whatever muscle it is that you're using. And then Mm -hmm. that does help to just really hone in on that one muscle, that body part, whatever it is you're trying to do. But to get a 30% increase and you're not even moving that muscle, that's insane. (laughs) And they repeated the study with cast. They put casts on their arms or maybe a different group. I can't remember, but they wanted to, they said, no way. Those people had to be doing something. So they did another study with casts and it still happened. I mean, there's numerous things that I can repeat. Like there was one that they did with piano, people playing the piano and they had them visualize it. And after the time they were able to play the notes without even practicing on the keyboard. Wow. So We know from even athletics that our minds are very, very powerful and our subconscious doesn't understand the word like it's not discerning. So it only believes what you feed it, but it also doesn't understand the word, I'm not going to do this or um, it only hurt. Here's the thing. So if you say, I'm not going to eat sugar, Mm -hmm. your subconscious hears eat sugar. So I would say to change that, that like mantra or that, you know, self-talk and say, I only put healthy foods in my body. So it's a positive thing instead of a, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I, I really like that. I think that's good. And I have heard that before that you, you really have to focus on what it is that you want, not what you don't want because your mind doesn't differentiate. It's whatever you're speaking, it's going to go in there. And so you need yeah. to be speaking only what you want. And that, I think that's awesome. That's a, it's a very um, critical point, right? But something that a lot of people we miss. And even when we're trying to do it right, and even when we're trying to focus on what we think is a po- moving in a positive direction, we can really miss that point. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so what I say to my clients is write your vision statement a year from now as if you're already living it mm-hmm. and read that in the morning when you wake up and at the night. Like one of my clients, I had her tape it on her bathroom mirror because she's like, I always forget. I'm like, well, tape it on your mirror. That way, when you brush your teeth before bed and when you brush your teeth when you get up, it's the first thing that you're going to see. So put your vision statement on your mirror. So she did. And now she can remember. So while she's brushing her teeth, she can do it. But the secret is you really want to do it with emotion. So Mm -hmm. you want to really just like, so when I do Qigong, I oftentimes um, visualize like a really great outcome of, and I ask questions like, who, do, who am I going to help today? You know, what can I do to make my life healthier or happier? Or who can I support today? Because I also believe that the more you give, the more you're going to receive. Absolutely. 100% on board with that. 
So, and I don't hold a lot of space around outcomes. So, you know, I talked to a lot of people about being my client and I don't, I want them to be my client because I know I can help them, Mm -hmm. but I don't, if they're not ready, that's okay. Like I want them to be ready. And so I don't hold a lot of space around an outcome other than I want to help people um, and inspire people. So whatever's meant to be is going to be. And if I just keep showing up every day, I can, you know, that's all I can ask for because I can't control other people. So, but that's kind of it in a nutshell, really. It's just about really loving yourself so that you can step into your better self, mm-hmm. or I should say a better self, um, and know that, you know, it's never too late. Also, one thing I really want to touch on, Jessica, is mm-hmm. I find women in particular tend to focus at the gym on cardio. Mm. Yeah. They take classes after classes after classes and they feel like they've just got to sweat and they've got to do this cardio. And if you look at studies and about exercise efficiency, it's way, way better long-term to do strength work. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think a lot of women are afraid to go into the gym and step foot into a, you know, a gym with dumbbells and barbells and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to inspire women that they're not too old. It's never too late, but it's way more effective to do strength work than cardio. It is. And and not only are studies showing that it's more effective for like what women maybe would be going after. They want to, they want to burn more fat, right? Or burn calories, more calories for longer period of time after their workout. But not only that, but um, your focus is on aging healthier and aging stronger. And that is so critically important for um, like, you don't want to have muscle loss as you, we naturally start losing muscle as we get older, right? So we need to be focused on that. And women specifically, we need to be focused on, um, you know, watching out for osteopenia and osteoporosis and lifting heavy. That's a huge help there. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah. So when you have a bar on your back, okay, and you're doing squats, you are putting tension on your entire your bone structure. And that is fantastic. And so I have a trick. So a lot of women are afraid to squat. And so what I say is to go and just start with something light, put it on your shoulders. It's way more effective than holding it down by your sides. You really want that weight on top of your body. And so my new trick is you go into a squat rack and you measure like how far you want to go without going way too low. So one thing you could do is like kind of tap your booty against a bench that's kind of behind you. Mm -hmm. So you're reaching for it just a tad, but you want to be able to like tap a bench. And then you take the, the, um, I don't even know what these are called, but on a squat squat rack, you have these horizontal bars that come up. They're like your safety bars. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I do is that I set it so that the safety bar is at the bottom of my squat. So I tap it and then push up. That way, if I ever get stuck, the bars are already on the, bar, on the, on the safety bars yeah. and I can just like walk away from it. I'm not dropping anything. I'm not feeling unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like my new little secret um, because it just gives you the confidence mm-hmm. that you can do that. So I also think that full body movements are important, you know, squats, deadlifts. I don't love a barbell bench press. I like the dumbbell bench press. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find you have more range of motion and it's just healthier for your body with shoulder. You can tweak your shoulders on a barbell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shoulder press 
is great because if you're standing and doing shoulder press, you're using your whole body for stabilization. Mm -hmm. Um, and then pull-ups are really good too. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, those are pretty much my favorite go-tos, but when you do this, you're in, you're improving your bones, Mm -hmm. you're improving your muscles and you're improving your confidence. Yeah. One question I put out on social, is it easier to get a strong mind or a strong body? How would you answer that? I'd probably say a strong body. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's what I think. Cause I think that it's so subjective. Like I can tell a client, eat this, move like this, you know, sleep like this, whatever. I have this whole thing and you're going to get a stronger body, which is going to give you naturally a stronger mind. Mm -hmm. When you go and you hit a PR, you're going to feel like a badass. Like, Oh, I just did that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that is going to help you get a stronger mind. It does. You know, this is really interesting. I was actually thinking about this, um, talking about things meant to be. (laughs) For some reason, this thought popped in my head this morning while I was doing my workout was exactly what you're just saying. I was thinking to myself, I was in my basement. I do this uh, little kettlebell workout a few days a week before I get into my sauna. Um, So I I pair those two together. So I was doing that workout this morning. It's um, it's just like a little hit session. So I was doing that and I was thinking to myself, you know, I was thinking about a particular client and uh, things like we just kind of some of the things we had talked about and that she's going through. And I was thinking, you know, when you are, when you get into the routine, like I was kind of thinking about the routine and, and why it doesn't stick for some people or why people have a hard time, like, um, getting back on the wagon, so to speak. And I think it really is all about mindset. And if you, if you're just doing like when I'm, when I'm doing the workouts, I feel good, right? I feel, I feel strong. I feel empowered. I feel confident. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm doing this. But if I fall away from that too long, it begins to be really easy to also not worry as much about what I'm eating or how I'm eating or how much I'm eating or if I even eat. Like the nutrition part starts to fall away. And then the more you miss working out or, or you know, feeling strong about yourself and, and all those types of things, the, the further you get away from like other health care, self-care yeah. practices, like it's just this snowball effect, right? So I think what you're saying is, is so right on is that if you, can, if you can get the strong body part down and you can make that a routine and get into that, you're going to want to do all the other things because you, yeah. you do start feeling like a badass. You're like, man, look yeah. what I'm doing. You're like, I'm gonna, now I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And it's like, why am I doing this? Because it's who I am because I am strong and I am healthy and it doesn't matter what number my age says I am. I feel as good as I did at 20 years old or whatever the deal yeah. is. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's totally true. And you walk out and you just like, whoa. And then it gives you a different thing to focus on. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not focus on the number on the scale. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on the number on your dumbbells or on your barbells. I just leg pressed 590 for five reps. So one of the guys that took my fitness class this morning, he's like, okay, I saw that video. You inspired me. I hit 450 or whatever you know, and he did like, I don't know, eight reps or whatever. And I'm like, awesome. So that to me is like the best part ever. Like just get stronger and focus on, like I saw that quote, like don't focus on the number on the scale, focus the number on your dumbbells going up instead of that number going down, you know? Yes. And you will reach that sweet spot and that happiness place for your body by just focusing on those positives instead of waking up in the morning, step on the scale and go, great, you know? 
Mm-hmm. So that I think is really discouraging for many. Like one of my clients I've been working for with for, I want to say three or four weeks. She posted on our Facebook group today that she's lost three inches on her waist. Wow. So that's the other thing I think is important. Forget the scale, focus on your, your waist measurements or all your measurements and a picture instead of looking at that stupid number on the scale. That's why it says no freaking way, but tell your listeners it's W-E-I-G-H. Yes. Here's a quote. It says, um, it's in the book, but it says, why weigh yourself when you can roll in broken glass and light yourself on fire and feel the same way? (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) That's That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was one of the taglines for the book. So that's hilarious. One of the inspirations for the book. So <laughs> that's so funny. So what other, um, talk to me a little bit about what other self-care practices that you help people to focus on so that they can age better and healthier and stronger. What are some of those? Oh, there's a lot of those. Okay. So my happy place is my, is my, is working out. Like I love working out. I love walking outside I do that almost every day for two miles with my dogs, you know, being out in nature because where I go is like this really great, you know, outdoor park, getting that vitamin D is super important. It's the happy vitamin. Mm -hmm. Um, So being outside without sunscreen, super important. I am so happy to hear you say this. I was just going to ask you, you're living in California. You're talking to me about getting outside and getting vitamin D. So I was going to ask you what, um, what sunscreen SPF are you wearing? So I love that you're not. <laughs> no. Why? So vitamin D is so good for us, right? Why are we prohibiting it from absorbing into our skin? And why then are- you wonder why there's such a vitamin D deficiency. I mean, it's epidemic, but, uh-huh. but also there we're being pushed about if you don't want to get skin cancer, you better slather on SPF 2050 or you're, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and the chemicals in that stuff is going to give you skin cancer faster than the sun. Right. Probably yeah. give you worse than skin cancer. You'll end up with like, I mean, you're going to end up with that and then you'll end up with who knows what else because it's yeah. going to get into your system and spread everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's how I feel. And my other thing is, um, I love, like, do you have those little Chinese reflexology foot spa places? Yes. Oh my gosh, girl. I don't know. I feel like I am talking to my sister from another mister. (laughs) No, seriously. So that is, um, so my husband loves massages and he'll, he goes, um, probably about once a week um, and gets a full body massage. And I'm not going to lie. I love a full body massage too. It's great. But we go to this little place. It's almost across the street from our house. It's just down the road and they do, it is a Chinese place and they do the reflexology. And so when he gets his full body massage, I will do an hour reflexology massage. I mean, they are on my feet and my hands for an hour and people are like, how can you do that for an hour? Yeah. I have no idea. Like it's amazing. And that has been life-changing for me. We've been doing that for several years now. Yeah, we go every week, usually Mm -hmm. on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like probably my favorite self-care thing that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like I also, I'm a big proponent of personal growth work. So reading your 10 pages a day, Mm -hmm. super important. You know, feed your mind things that are going to help you grow. I'm working on a series right now called Think and Grow Girl, which is based on the principles in, um, have you heard of the book, Think and Grow Rich? Yes, of course. (laughs) So it's based on those principles, but it's all about growing in life. Mm -hmm. um, Because I really do believe if you're not growing, you're dying. 
And I've heard somebody say, if you're not growing, you're rotting. I'm like, think, you know, think about an apple. You take, the apple grows on the tree. As soon as you pick the apple off the tree and put it on the counter, what happens? It starts rotting. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's just no gray area. You're either going one direction or the other. I say that because I live on a, on a farm with five acres. We have 80 fruit trees. Wow. And I know now that I'm keto, I hardly don't eat the fruit at all. Like maybe when we first harvest it. Um, but you know, my husband's like, this is BS. Like <laughs> 80 fruit trees, please. Am I ever going to eat 80 fruit trees worth of fruit? No way. That's funny. No, I think that's a really great perspective. And we, my husband and I say, um, when you're, when you stop moving, you're dying, you start dying because I feel like, you know, we watch our aging parents, um, you know, stop that they retire and then they don't do anything. And we also don't believe in retirement, (laughs) which, you know, is a lot of people are like, what do you mean you're not going to retire? And we own several businesses and companies and we are like, you know, I don't think we'll ever retire, we're always going to be doing what we love in one capacity or another. And because we really believe you stop moving, you stop having a purpose, you start dying. I mean, that's when, because we we watch it, we see it happening. And it's proven. It has something to do with your limbic brain where your your body or your brain needs to be needed. Mm-hmm. And so if I have somebody who's retiring, it's like, okay, well, where are you going to volunteer? Yes. Like, what are you going to do to create a passionate purpose mm-hmm. to get your booty out of bed every morning. Yeah. If you're not, if you don't have a reason to get up, why get up? Right. Yeah. And I think your body starts to just, I mean, your. I think it goes back to your thoughts, right? Like your, your mind, your brain starts telling you yourself like, yeah, I don't have anything to do. I don't have a purpose. There's no reason to move these legs. There's no reason for my muscles to stay strong anymore. There's no reason. I don't even need these bones. Like they can be brittle. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. I don't even really need my brain anymore. So I guess that can start to atrophy. Like, I mean, it, you have to have a purpose. You've, yeah. Your entire life, you better have a purpose. And socialization is key uh, when people are aging. Like the more social you are, studies show that the better outcome you have because you're, you're getting joy, you're getting outside, you're doing things. My mother-in-law is 85 mm-hmm. and she is so busy. She plays poker, bocce ball, bunko twice a month. She's so busy that she's like a young 85. My mom is 76. She's a very old 76. Mm-hmm. And with what you just said, you know, there's that whole saying, I'm sure you've heard, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. And it happens fast. I had knee surgery and in seriously, just like a week, my quad was mush. Uh, now, thank God for muscle memory. I was able to yes. build it back. <laughs> But shoot, it was like gross. I'm like, what happened? You know? Yeah. Right before you said that, I think that's that was the first thing that popped in my head was muscle memory. Again, another thing I was thinking about today, actually, because we have recently moved and I've been under a a, a lot of stress. There's been a lot of stuff going on, and um, the last couple months have been. I've been totally out of my normal routine. And I was thinking this morning, thank God for muscle memory because you, you know, I've gotten out of that routine. I feel totally out of shape compared to where I normally am. And I was just thinking this morning, wow, man, after just a couple of weeks of kind of getting back on it, you know, that it would have been a much different story had I not started with that foundation, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. But I don't know how it works to be honest. I have no idea, but it it does work. Cause like, Mm -hmm. that's why like when back in the day, I didn't understand it so much. So I used to work out on vacation. Now I don't, 
I just like make that be a planned rest time. Like your body needs to have a deload week every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Even professional athletes have their off season. Like who do we think we are that we need to train all the time, you know? Right. I agree. And, and I love what you're talking about with the walking. I think that's super important. And I'm always trying to coach people to do that. If nothing else, just get movement every day. And walking is a beautiful thing. Outside is a beautiful way to get that. You know, take that time to just be present in your thoughts, enjoy nature, the sunshine. Like, so we don't get nearly as much sunshine as you do, (laughs) but (laughs) you got to get what you can get when you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's awesome. So um, I know we need to wrap up here shortly. So before we, um, before I let you go, I want you to, if you could just tell everybody, like, how can they find you, where they can reach you, if they're interested in more information or more about what you do, um, where can they get your book, all that great stuff. Um, okay. So my brand is High Energy Girl. So I have a blog, highenergygirl.com. I have a Facebook group, High Energy Girls. Um, and it's the, te- the like subtitle is for women aging stronger. Um, and that's, that's where I'm at. I'm on, you know, those two things. My podcast is be well, be keto. I'm going to have to have you as a guest. So yes. for sure. I would love to. So, um, are you on, are you on Instagram too, or just Facebook? Yep. Instagram? Instagram, the high energy girl, YouTube, high energy girl. I'm all over the place. All right, great. And I'll make sure to link to all of this in the show notes, including your podcast. So if my listeners are listening to this, they're like, oh my gosh, there's a, that we love this girl. She's great. Then they can just hop over to um, Be Well, Be Keto and check that out. Oh, you're so awesome, Jessica. You're so beautiful. It's so cool to see you in person like this. Thank you. I really appreciate you being on the show here today, Tracy. And thanks for all the awesome information you shared with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a true honor. And I love what you said about a sister from another mister. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode.